Welcome to episode 37 of The Roger Snipe Show, and today is Q&A. Now it's the Q&A, you ask the questions, I write them down and take a few, you take the class or lessons, we cover topics like holistic health to reach your peak, different diets like be keto or just eating meat. But the concept is to educate from what I've learned Authentic view so you can levitate my soul concern yep. The tools yep. and help that also you can use Emotional intelligence about improving you Yo, what's good famalam? Hope all is well Yeah, pretty excited So thank you to everybody that has sent me a whole list of questions um, what's interesting is sometimes when I put the questions out on social media <laughs> Some people just don't read they never read they look at the post and then they might say nice pick bro I was thinking damn like I asked the question just Please read the caption and then later on they'll DM a question. I'm thinking you could have asked the question and I'll be here answering it for you today but anyway now I've got that little rant out the way just want to say weather is pretty beautiful I seem to talk a lot about weather in my uh, podcast I don't know why <laughs> maybe it's something to break the ice I don't know but um, in UK we very much appreciate when there is some decent weather because it's uh, renowned for a lot of rain and there has been a lot of rain recently, but today and tomorrow, it's the 17th today. This is this is um, the date to me recording it, this particular podcast. And um, it's going to peak at 27 degrees. So I'm going to be in the garden doing a little training, have my little training session on. But um, I'll also be recording some video, which is for my fitness app. And it's currently on, a, you can say, a pre-sale for those who are subscribing before it is actually launched. And it's going to be $1 for the first month. So this app is going to have like a mixed array of different exercises of me showing you the correct form of what needs to be done. And also I'll be giving all my nutritional advice and just lots of fitness tips on what I do on a daily basis. Now, for those of you who are interested, remember the first month is going to be $1. And then it will probably be around $5 ongoing from there. But that's like for the entire month. And for the amount of content, uh, personalized content, which you'll receive. When I say personalized, I mean more intricate details as opposed to, as opposed to the sort of stuff which you see on my social media. Um, I'll be giving a lot more uh, insightful information which you can take away. So the app itself is rogersnipes.app. Okay, rogersnipes.app. And the the link will be in the show notes. So if you forget after listening to everything, just go in the show notes and click on that. And all you need to do is give me your email address. And when I am ready to launch you will get a discount for the first month for only $1. And the great news is if, you know, after the first month or a couple of months, you're thinking, oh, do you know what? This really ain't working for me. You can just unsubscribe. It's as simple as that. You're not, 
you know, signing up for a 12 month contract or something like that. You can just, if it's not working, that's it, cancel. So I just wanna give a couple of quick mentions right now. And the first one is to Totem Sport. Totem, they, uh, they produce these uh, electrolytes, um, these electrolyte isotonic supplements, which you use to remineralize your body. Now, as you guys know, I use the sauna on a regular basis. Is that my alarm? Really? Right now? Seriously? Really? One sec, one sec. Okay. So I <laughs> I use this to uh, remineralize um, every time I go in a sauna. And obviously, when you're in a sauna, you sweat heavily. Well, I do anyway. I use the clear light infrared sauna and... Um, because it's infrared, it, it works on a real uh, intracellular level as opposed to heating you from the outside. It heats you from the inside out. And um, it's so incredible. Helps me to detoxify. I feel absolutely amazing afterwards and I have incredible sleep. But um, to remineralize, I use the uh, electrolytes by Totem Sport. And at the moment, and I'm not too sure if they've done this before, but they are doing a discount where you can actually get 15% off your order. So all you need to do is visit totemsport.com and use coupon code SNIPES15 and get 15% off. So that website is totemsport.com and use coupon code SNIPES15. Yeah, so I talk about these minerals because obviously I use the sauna, but you don't need to use a sauna to <laughs> take minerals. If you sweat a lot, then it's really important that you remineralize. It's really important for your cellular health. So just bear that in mind. Cellular health is everything. If you want your food to digest correctly, if you want your hormones to be balanced the right way, um, energy levels to be right, then all of this is to do with your minerals. Now, these particular ones, they are sourced from the uh, plankton blooms in the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Okay, and the next mention I would like to give is for motion nutrition. Uh, motion nutrition i came across them one time when i was in a almost like a biohacking clinic where i was experiencing some um like a float tank and the first time i tried the infrared sauna actually and when i was there actually the the name of the place is called you float and it's really cool like they've got an infrared sauna they've got a float tank and they've got another room which focus on this kind of light therapy with um, where you listen to binaural beats and they take you through all these different states like a beta state and a theta and delta and all these different states uh, to, to open your brain and, you know, put you in a deep trance and just wake up feeling refreshed. But anyway, I digress. When I was there, they had these... Uh, supplements which were nootropics and one of the nootropics was for 
the morning and they had another one which was for the evening. I'd never heard of a nootropic <laughs> which was for the evening. The morning one was called Power Up and the evening one was called Unplug. And I decided to pick up a couple of their supplements and um, so I tried the, the Power Up one because I'm all about trying to feel as strong as possible, as alert as possible, you know, like focused and, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> can't think of the words right now, but like when your brain is like fog free, one of those sorts of things. And um, yeah, so I tried these nootropics and found it, it was really good. They only use natural ingredients. So motion nutrition are extremely good in that. They they test absolutely everything. Now, if I take supplements, I used to just take <laughs> any supplement. If they said, this is good, I'll take it. I wouldn't really think too much about ingredients. Whereas now, if it is not natural, then I am not taking it. Like if there's a whey protein which says birthday cake flavor, like what sort of birthday cake, natural birthday cake grows on trees or in the ground? You know, it, it just doesn't happen. So I'm not interested in that. All of their ingredients are naturally occurring. And um, you've even got to be careful when certain supplements say natural because natural could mean things that have, that have been derived from bird feathers, for instance. I mean, that is natural. And you do have bird feathers in some of the uh, the protein, some of the uh, amino acids, sorry, amino acids, which they are selling. Um, so, <laughs> you know, there's so many loopholes, it's crazy. But these guys, everything 100% natural. The whey protein, is all of uh, natural sources, so it, it would be organic way. So you're not gonna have any of the, those uh, pesticides, any of those um, GMOs or any, any, any garbage really. And for people who are vegan, they also have some vegan protein powder. Um, so they, they cater for all, it's, it's pretty amazing. Anyone who is interested in having a look at their website and just seeing whatever your goal is, whether it is performance-based or whether it is to put on lean muscle or weight loss or it should be fat loss, then this website is definitely for you. So check out motionnutrition.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 and get yourself 10% off. Okay, so let's start with these questions. The Rod 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 Roger Snipes Show. All right, so let's start with the first question, and that is: Do you have any intentions of competing again? The simple answer to that is no. <laughs> I've competed, it's been fun, and I've moved on, really. Um, <clears throat> I think initially when I first started, it was a case of I wanted to present my body to judges to see what they would think, whether they felt that I qualified for any sort of title. Um, well, I think it was more to see whether I was worthy, in all fairness. Everybody's got their own different goals as to why they go on a stage, and for me, I guess it was that, to see if I had anything to show. 
but you know i've 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 been through it all now i've competed in in different shows um started off with mr uk mr britannia muscle mania uh, regional heats qualifier and then uh, fame uk um, muscle mania championship final then i moved over to wbff uh, european championship and then i done the world championship um actually i missed out muscle mania uh, universe which was in miami um then moved over to wbff european then the wbff world championship after that it was a great experience but i i I knew within myself that I was done. I didn't really want to compete anymore. I had lots of fun, met some great people, but my whole initial reason for starting this fitness journey was to be fit. And when I started to compete, it was a slight derail in my fitness goals because I was more concentrating on just the way I look. It was just a case of, what was my body composition and um, yeah it just wasn't really healthy now I'm not saying everybody that competes is unhealthy but I would tell you that not many of them are focusing that much on their health uh, I have many friends that compete and when I look at their diet it's atrocious you know their their microbiome must be just shot to bits all over the place uh, their hormonal balance is just not there. So, you know, competing is okay. And, um, you know, if, if you are a person who might have, let's say, self-esteem issues, then this might help you to break out of that. And that was one thing which I used the stage for because I just wanted to come out of my shell. And, and ever since then, I've been able to do so much more things, even recording this podcast. This is something which I was pretty scared to do to start off with. Um, but yeah, the moment you go on the stage just in these uh, little trunks, it's, <laughs> you know, you can pretty much do a lot of other things. But uh, yeah, going back on the stage is not for me. Okay, next question. What got you started into the fitness industry and taking it to a whole new level? Right, so I joined the fitness industry in 2011, but I had been training for many, many, many years before then. And I think... It was kind of like things kind of cascading from one to the other. It first of all started off me looking at a, a fitness magazine, seeing someone who I thought looked pretty average, making me think maybe I could be on the front cover. And that's what moved me over to do a photo shoot. From the photo shoot, I competed on the stage. And when I competed on the stage, I had been noticed by a sports supplement brand called PhD Nutrition and I started to work closely with them. They gave me exposure to many different magazines and uh, from there I had other companies which were reaching out to me for other little endorsements and um, it kind of made me think maybe there's other opportunities here when initially all I cared about was just to see whether I had any 
voice in this whole fitness scene because I didn't really know it, it existed. All I knew was I was really interested in fitness and maybe I could present it to this, this fitness world and they would notice me. Um, over the years, I would say my fitness goals have changed. Um, I'm obviously not interested in competing anymore. I've kind of taken it full circle and focusing much more on my actual fitness levels and taking it to the point of biohacking. So really trying to understand my biology uh, in particular and seeing where certain um, health optimizing methods could either increase my longevity, my muscularity, or um, my energy levels. I'm just pretty much just trying to hack my fitness. And whilst I'm doing this, it's such a natural thing for me. I'm documenting my journey on social media and people have become interested in that. And the more I show, the more companies will reach out to me to say, hey, let's work together. We like what you're doing. Perhaps you might like our brand as well. And that's pretty much how it's worked for me over the years, in all fairness. It's like whatever you display is kind of like what you give back. You know, the same sort of energy you give out to the world is the same what you get back. Um, you know, you'll find that some people who are of a particular personality, they'll be in a relationship with someone else who is of similar kind of, you know, personality. Um, you know, there'll be certain trade-offs and differences here and there, but they, they're they roughly about the same. So with me, that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to give the right type of energy to my audience of people that are interested to listen. And then I will uh, get this kind of reciprocating energy from followers or from companies. I think that the more you learn, the more value you're giving yourself so it's like me starting off listening to a lot of podcasts I've learned a lot and I thought I can do the same I can give something back to people where they can learn and like upgrade their brain so I'm upgrading my brain and my health and the more I upgrade myself the more value I can give to other people and the more value you bring to the marketplace I guess the more money you can make, you know? So this, I guess, is is what um, makes you a bit different, makes you bring things to a whole new level. Okay, next question. Where are we? How can you increase vascularity or is it just body fat and genetics? I believe that it's probably just body fat. I mean, there's some people who might have more body fat than others, but I, I don't think it's anything to do with genetics unless we're just going to talk about a person's ability to hold on to more muscle mass. And obviously more muscle mass uh, burns a lot more uh, calories uh, per pound. So it, naturally that person is going to be leaner. <laughs> so, um, but I don't think a person has genetically more veins. I've not heard of that. Um, maybe there is, but I doubt it. So focusing more on body fat and 
don't stick to a certain number either because 10% on one person, they might still not show that much uh, vascularity. Whereas 10% on another person, they may look extremely lean. Um, I remember when I had a DEXA scan, I was looking really lean. I put out a question, um, a questionnaire on social media asking people to guess and they were saying things like 8%, 4%, 6%. And when I got the reading back, it showed that I was 14.7%. So, you know, it's, uh, it don't look for a number. Just focus on reducing the amount of body fat and um, try and do it in the most uh, safe possible way. Don't don't, don't go crazy um, with uh, extreme dieting methods. Just, uh, you know, slowly decrease the calories which you're consuming. And if you're eating anything which is unnatural for the body, you might need to question what is the uh, more natural alternative. Next question. What do you have to say about abs? key exercises, diet, personal experience. Well, <clears throat> one thing's for sure, if you go to the gym and think doing crunches is going to get you abs and you are 25% body fat, then that's not really going to happen. I think the key focus is looking into your diet and really looking into the types of foods that you are eating. I think so many people are focusing on just starving themselves, whereas they become slaves to their taste buds. So they're, they're eating all these foods which have these ingredients in there which shouldn't be there, shouldn't be there. And, you know, these things which they are eating are causing an inflammatory response in their body. It's causing a metabolic dysfunction in the body. If they were to rid some of those ingredients and make it a lot more natural, they might not even need to eat less, you know, because basically not all calories are created equal. Now, you might decide you want to focus on an if it fits your macros perspective. And in some cases, it can work depending on your personal body's response to it. Some people are, are able to eat all sorts of junk and their body will, re will respond extremely well because of their genetics. Um, in the most case, a lot of people have issues with their body because their sleep patterns are all over the place. Um, their exposure to artificial light is, is just pretty chronic. Um, stress levels are super high. You know, many things are causing some kind of inflammatory response on top of um, poor diet choices. And these just kind of um, amplify the reasons why a person cannot really show abs. So once you start to look into the whole lifestyle aspect, I would say that abs is going to be a lot more achievable. Next question, can you target fat loss? I mean, can you focus on getting your arms getting more ripped or something likewise? To be honest, I don't think so. Not unless you're talking about some sort of surgery. Like if you go to the gym and you want to 
lose fat, then you can't specifically, like what I spoke about earlier, go there and start doing crunches thinking that your belly fat is going to go down. A lot of the time, it's going to be the visceral fat which is pushing your stomach out anyway. But if you're talking about arm fat, then no, no. It's, it's going to be a case of where you're going to have to be focusing on your overall fitness levels and lifestyle and then it will slowly come off of that point there some people do go for surgeries uh, maybe like a, a non-invasive type of surgery like um, what's it called cryolipolysis or something like that which is um, commonly known as, as fat freezing um, I'm not too sure on the details of that, but it's supposed to help to break down fat cells, um, something to do with the practitioner vacuuming the skin and freezing a certain area and I don't know, some kind of applicator or whatever, but I don't know the the intricacies of that. You'd have to look into that. Um, yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, fat loss doesn't work that way. It's not it's not biased to a specific area. It will just cling on to certain parts of your body. Um, and, it, and it varies per person, unfortunately. You know, some people would prefer the fat to go somewhere else. You know, for women, for instance, they might be like, why doesn't the fat just go to my backside as opposed to my waist? Unfortunately, it will choose where it wants to go. So yeah, it's just going to be overall lifestyle to get rid of unwanted fat. Next question. Can you talk more about your experience with PEMF? Do you feel any better? What is your general state of mind? Do you go through some emotional moments? How do you know your biohacking equipments are working? What's your favorite? Oh, sorry, excuse me. What's your future projects? Okay, so, <laughs> wow, that, that's a lot of questions. All right, let's try and work it one by one. My PEMF experience has been pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. And I know that the more I use it, the more I will definitely benefit. So PEMF stands for pulse electromagnetic field and my way of explaining how it works is probably similar to grounding but i would say grounding on steroids so it helps to reduce the body's uh, inflammation helps to reset your circadian rhythm um, just get everything working the way it should be in all fairness and the amazing thing about PEMF is anyone who is suffering from any kind of pain, um, especially older people, as people get older, they tend to, you know, things don't work as great as they used to, and they tend to have a bit more pain. Um, this normally happens due to the whole aging process, and they're just prone to a lot more inflammation. Now, for myself, I did have a lot more pain. I started to receive acute pain in my knee, but I dealt with that a few years ago with my red light therapy. And I started to get some pain in my lower back. 
and I was using red light therapy on that but for some reason it didn't seem to go and I recently done a podcast with someone called Pete and he has a um, I don't know if you call it a clinic or a center called PEMFIT which specializes in PEMF and after we had a chat that was when I discovered or decided that I wanted to introduce this into my life and um, got myself a PEMF device by um, a company called Biomag or Biomed oh, damn I'll, I'll write it in the notes in the show notes but um, I started to use it on a on a daily basis and I still do uh, but my main focus was just on the lower back now in the podcast uh, pet um, sorry excuse me just messing up my words now Pete mentioned that your body's natural uh, electrons start to wear down or, or becomes lower in certain areas where you feel these acute pains so if you have lower back pain it's to do with the electrical current is where it's uh, it's not um, it's it's not charged there anymore sorry I might be giving a real poor example of that but all I know is he said that when you start using PEMF in that area it will actually Put more current in that area and bring your back back to life so I started to lay down on the mat when I was using my laptop I, I just had it on the seat and um, anytime I'll I don't know take a rest during the day I'll sit on it as well and slowly 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 the pain started to lift I also started to feel a little acute pain in my hands I have no idea why maybe it's the way I grip the weight and uh, circulation of blood minimizes I'm not too sure but my hands were feeling acute pain you know it's it's something that I wouldn't speak of because um, it's one of those things where when you start to get pain in your body it gets to the point where you just get used to it you're thinking you know what I'm fine it's a little bit of pain it's something that you you don't even see as serious um, but the moment it starts to go away then you realize actually this is bugging me for so long but I just got used to it and um, it's been amazing you know I, I use it on a regular basis I'll sleep with it and then I'll wake up and I'll just have a little setting there's like a, a, a pre-workout setting as well and there's there's loads of different um, settings on it like if you're suffering from arthritis uh, rheumatism, lower back pain, muscular soreness, like man there's there's so many different things in there which it deals with, it's so incredible. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for you so you can check it out and there will be a, a discount code, um, I can't remember what it is, I think it's Snipes5 and you'll get yourself 5% off, I think it's Snipes5 but I will put it in the notes for you. All right, and um, how? Excuse me, just trying to read the the questions again. Do you feel better? Yes. Uh, what is your general state of mind? My general state of mind is pretty good, in all fairness. I I'm working on a book right now, and um, in in the book, I am going to go through all of my my morning rituals. Um, which I think is very important for every person just to get their 
just to get their start of their day correct to if you start your day correct then somehow it sets you off in the right direction um, some people just allow sporadic nature to dictate how it's going to go for them but when just like when you brush your teeth it's good to have morning rituals to get you started and one of my morning rituals is going through my uh, positive affirmations and I also read my goals to remind myself of what I'm working towards and um, gratitude as well I have a gratitude list so when I go through these things it's it's a way of priming my body priming my mind so when there is any kind of unsettling turbulence I remember all of those things that I've already um, conditioned myself to do so you know not to say that I don't receive problems or concerns they do come my way but it doesn't affect my energy levels that much you know it, I guess it really depends on what it is but um, you know different things are going to affect me different way but it doesn't take over me I have it, it's almost like um, I have a mitigation method so once things comes my way it's like if, if I receive a letter in the door that is um, I don't know I parked in the wrong place and I got a fine of maybe 80 pounds or something it's not great news so I'll look at it and I'll put it down and I'll say to myself I'll deal with it later you know it, it's like if I've received a fine because of my own error there's nothing I can do about it I should have thought about where I was parking deal with it when you have time but I don't allow it to consume my whole day thinking about it because it, there's, it's a waste of energy um, yeah and, and if something negative comes my way I always look at whatever the positive spin is you know I've been through certain things in my life where some people might think how did you recover from that and that's the thing I have recovered from it so if I can recover from the, the the most lowest point in my life then these things which I go through now are almost nothing in comparison one thing I would say is my life now is so much more easier than when I was younger when I lived with my dad so because life is so much easier I have, excuse me, I have to manufacture my own problems, which sounds a bit weird. I have to manufacture my own challenges. I have to push myself that bit more because if I don't, then I think the, the body's natural default would be to just take it easy and just be on cruise control. So, for instance, one of the things I do during the winter time when it's really cold a lot of people will buy you know big coats and you know try and keep themselves nice and warm but for me I try to keep myself feeling uncomfortable so that when another uncomfortable situation arises I'm already resilient towards it so when the cold weather is here I'll be out in a t-shirt as you guys may have seen on social media I'll jog in shorts um, I'll, I'll just walk out in the cold it's to tell myself that 
if I can deal with this, then like when hard times arise, arises, it'll be easier for me to deal with. It's, it's my own coping mechanism. I think that if you are a struggling on the hard stuff, you're not resilient. And it's all about creating more resilience, pushing yourself, doing harder challenges. One of the things I always do is I overcommit. I would contact companies <laughs> and make promises on things that I might not even be 100% sure about. And then once that is already done, then I have to commit to it. So, you know, you know, it's, it's that expression where you uh, jump from the cliff and grow your wings on the way down. Um, I'm always taking that approach. Like I, I do action first and then I think later. I think a lot of our parents may have told us to think before you do stuff. And sometimes, sometimes <laughs> thinking is what the problem is. We think too much. So if you're thinking too much, I think that's when you have these uh, emotional moments, these emotional imbalances and turmoil or turbulence. But um, if you push yourself to bigger challenges, it enables you to become a lot more resilient. My biohacking equipment, how do I know they're working? Well, when when I get something new, I test it out. And, you know, if I'm already doing some other types of biohacking methods and I introduce something else, I don't introduce too many things at the same time. Otherwise, it's hard to give myself any feedback. So I, first of all, check my uh, quality of sleep. How am I waking up? Am I feeling better or am I feeling, I don't know, maybe worse or uh, pretty much the same? Um, sometimes other var variables are hard to uh, keep in line, such as going to bed at a certain time or eating certain foods or, you know, when certain problems arise during your day, that can affect the balance of your hormones. And if your balance, sorry, if your hormones are different to what it was on the previous day, it's um, it's gonna affect the, the, the marker, you know, the biomarker. So, you know, I have to give it a bit of time to almost like generalize how I've been feeling with this new thing, this new device. Like for instance, incorporating the sauna I've definitely felt a lot more fresher, a lot more cleaner, and I've uh, seen it in my skin. I've felt it in my energy levels, uh, but it, it's like I wake up feeling energized anyway because of the other practices, but I do notice the difference. And there's like little quantifiable measures like using my aura ring, you know, I'll check my heart rate variability, I'll check my deep sleep, and then I'll think about the other things which I've done as well. What sorts of food did I eat and what time did I eat as well? How was I feeling that day? Um, if I wasn't feeling good and I wasn't, wasn't feeling good the following day, um, perhaps there was something that I didn't sort out on the previous day. So I'll, I'll look back at those things. So 
it's really important to like really measure on everything that you are doing. You know, if you're uh, sleeping late or sleeping earlier, if you're reading or working late, uh, what are you working on? Is it um, emotionally taxing or is it like just uh, generally like mentally taxing? Um, these all have a knock-on effect in, in how you will feel uh, also in conjunction with the biohacks the, that you are using. So <laughs> there's a lot of measuring going on and a lot of the time I do notice that the new things that I have incorporated have benefited me and the things that haven't benefited me <laughs> I just won't talk about on social media. Like for instance, if a company has given me something like a, a, a nootropic or um, a device which they say are great, I might check out the reviews which other people have said and then I'll test it out. And if it doesn't work for me, then I won't speak about it and I won't use it again. Recently, I did have a company reach out to me and they gave me, <laughs> funny enough, nootropics. I might mention about it once in my IG stories um, simply because, you know, just, just as respect that they have sent me it. But for me to then write about it on my timeline, um, for me, it's, it's a way of me saying I'm committed to using these supplements or this biohacking equipment. Um, if, if I'm not committed to using it, then I'd prefer to not talk about it because I don't want to put a company down in saying, do you know what, your your equipment sucks. I just prefer to not talk about it. I'll tell them in quiet, look, I'm sorry, but this really didn't work for me. Um, thanks. <laughs> okay, so the last one of this multiple questions is what's your future projects? Okay, so I'm, I'm working on quite a few different projects, but I'll probably just talk about the two main ones, uh, which are in regards to fitness. Um, one I mentioned earlier is my fitness app. It's taken a little while to work on the, the detail, you know, the, the, the structure and how I'm going to engage with my, uh, let's say, clients. So that's taken me probably not not crazy long, but probably about eight months since I've been looking into it. You know, I've been just trying to make sure that it's it's got everything. This app is going to represent me, so it needs to be of value. I, I want to be able to offer value to the people who are using it. And um, yeah, so that's it really. So once again, like if you are interested in... Uh, becoming a, a, a member of my app just go to rogersnipes.app and give me your email address and I'll be contacting you at some point soon now the next project which I'm working on is my book I had it set for January 2020 and um, you know just working on it like a few days a week obviously in between everything else and it's you know with the whole COVID-19 thing I've had to set it back by about three months so we're looking at 2021 um, in March 
or should I say March 2021. <laughs> this book is going to be like, it's going to, it's going to contain everything, like everything, everything. Yeah. Like I've read quite a lot of books over the years and I've learned a lot of things. And I think as I've been evolving over the years, I thought to myself, okay, now is the time to do another book. Now I've got two eBooks, which are based around pretty much just diet, um, you know, uh, nutrition and supplementation and a couple of lifestyle stuff. But this one is going to be pretty big, you know, focusing heavily on fitness on an, and on a holistic aspect. So many people know that I'm very much big into mindset. So even just on mindset alone, I'll be going into detail of what is mindset. You know, motivation alone, is it enough? Uh, the mind-muscle connection. Um, I don't know, like things like what, it's, what, what it means to be an autopilot. What's happening with the brain there or, you know, with everything that you do finding the perfect routine, you know, structure versus routine. That would be interesting, you know, self-analysis, creating the rules, how it works, how do you create your own walls, Set, setting clear, achievable goals. And uh, once again, um, gratitude. What's the gratitude list? Being flexible, um, but um, also being progressive, you know, all these things to do with mindset. And um, I'll also be looking into the body. I've spent so much time trying to understand the body. Um, I spent a few years focusing on body composition, but um, I've spent many of those years focusing on even the whole DNA aspect of, of our body, you know the human potential, the physical evolution, what's going on, the chemistry of biology, genetics, uh, body types, age. Um, yeah, because I've done an age test, but how old are you really, you know, with like a, the whole epigenetics um, limitations? What are they? Testosterone, how important is that for male and female? Um, performance enhancers I give my my views on that um, also being all natural what does it mean so you know looking into the body not just on a superficial level but you know we get deep <laughs> so <clears throat> the book and the app are very important to me because they are a, a true representation of what I want to deliver to the world to help it to be a better place all right, so next question. Teach us the basics for good posture and breathing when we exercise. What do we need to keep in mind in order to not hurt ourselves when we work out without a trainer? Hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> a lot of this will be be displayed and shown on the app itself. So you'll be able to just watch me. It will have a lot of exercises, so you'll be able to see it. But for me to explain it, I think 
sorry about the noise there one of the things you need to focus on is making sure that you are lifting a weight that you are capable of lifting a lot of newbies want to get results and they hear a lot of things about heavy lifting giving results which is true however heavy lifting can cause injury too if not done correctly so i would suggest that uh, practicing with lighter weight until you feel confident enough uh, before you can increase the weight is probably paramount to make sure that you avoid any sort of injury. Another thing is it really depends on your age as well and how agile you are. Some people are more supple than others. So if you're not so supple, you may need to spend more time with stretches and warming up if you have any predisposed injuries or you know any kind of lower back pain or i don't know arthritis you may need to speak to a general practitioner before you go to the gym because th there's general exercises which are good and work however you might end up causing yourself problems like if you have sciatica for instance and you go in the gym with the understanding that knowing that deadlifts is an incredible compound exercise, it might not be for you. You know, deadlifts might <laughs> cause you serious injury. So you'd have to speak to your general practitioner or a chiropractor first if you have any kind of predisposals. Um, another thing I'd probably advise is uh, if it's cold and you may need to warm up as well during the winter time I need to spend a bit more longer warming up before I go into my main set now as a general practice sometimes like just having a warm-up set before you do your actual set is good but I would say as you get older you may need to do longer warm-up sets so don't be afraid to do four or five warm-up sets before you've even started yet. You know, some people might see it as a pre-exhaust, in which case it kind of is as well. But um, yeah, ultimately you want to be able to have your muscles slightly fatigued, but most importantly, warmed up before you go into a serious working set and I think that is one of the fundamentals that I can explain uh, to avoid you from becoming injured I can't explain to you how your form should be uh, because it really depends on the exercise and I can't go through each and every exercise explaining it in words um, but the most important part of it is your joints and um, your spine so as long as those are aligned the correct way, then this is how you're going to prevent injury. Okay, next question is, is 30 minutes enough cardio? I do seven flights of steps, 30 minutes up and down. Thank you, sir. Well, that is only gonna depend on whatever your goal is, in all fairness. Um, if your goal is to um, become a, a triathlete, then 30 minutes might not be enough. 
if you are looking to uh, lose body fat then it really depends on what your current body fat is it, it's it's like i can't just say that a number is good for everybody without knowing much more information so yeah i mean something is better than nothing so doing 30 minutes cardio hey that's great it's better than nothing but to know whether that is specifically useful for you and not knowing what your goal is or anything about you i can't give you much more information i'm afraid next question age you started training at <laughs> okay so you mean what age did i start training yeah right so I had weights when I was super young. I, I tell people that I, um, I I got more serious in the in the weightlifting when I was 15 years old, probably because I had a mentor to help me at the time. And um, from that moment, I would say it has been 26 years. But um, I did have weights before I had someone who I considered a mentor and I was as young as eight years old. So if we add that on top, then it's probably about 33 years. Um, so yeah, it, it really depends on from, from what angle you look at it as. But I've always been interested in fitness, whether it be sprinting, um, understanding nutrition or bodybuilding to later becoming what today it's called a, a biohacker. Um, but yeah training itself at least 26 years but probably in total about 33 years okay next question what's the most important factor that helped you grow into the person you are today in terms of self-growth hmm hmm the most important most important you know what I think it's probably going to be struggles, you know, like when I tell people about my childhood, some people tell me or say to me, um, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry you went through that. But I think, you know what, I have, I'll be honest, I haven't seen my dad for about 20 years it's been about 20 years since the last time I've spoken to him but you know and and as a as a child when I grew up I went through some hard times it was difficult for me to to deal with a lot of the stuff and one of the things that I went through was the continual beating I'd be hit with a belt a lot of the time and uh, I also received a lot of uh, mental torment he used to you know just kind of mentally abuse me really and I became extremely self-conscious and uh, had the the worst self-esteem uh, within myself, and it you know it affects my work at school, my my social life with friends, and um, even my ability to find a, a decent partner at the time. So it was it kind of put me in a journey of self-discovery i wanted to understand ways in which i could improve my confidence because i was so not confident even the way i spoke 
I would mumble words. You wouldn't be able to hear me properly. I had terrible eye contact and um, it just affected every single part of my life. And this is when I, I could see this. And I think that is one of the things, as long as you can see where you are going wrong, then you can improve it. It's like the whole thing of where, where you start off in life as unconsciously incompetent, <laughs> where you don't know that you don't know. And then you become uh, consciously incompetent, where you know that you don't know. So from there, you know you can fix it. And then you can become consciously competent, where you get to the point where you work on it and then become better at it to the point that you're competent. And then you become so good at it that you don't need to think about it anymore. And you are unconsciously competent. And that is where I'm at with a lot of the things that's in my life because of all of the practices to build my uh, self-confidence and challenging myself to build more resilience and um it's it's been it's been a fantastic journey there's been so much challenges i've had but because of my 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 tough childhood it has given me the i don't know the building blocks the strength to deal with a lot of the stuff that we go through today so even when we talk about covid-19 and people going through depression I probably went through depression already as a teenager and learned how to deal with it. So now when it comes to depression, it's almost non-existent. I, I, don't, I don't ever go through that. My mindset is so much more resilient now that, um, yeah, my, my growth has been exponential over the years. I spend a lot of time working on building myself up before I can even teach other people you know it's it's almost like I think if you have two people that are uh, depressed in nature or they just don't have too much self-esteem and they get in a relationship with each other that is so destructive so destructive they're not going to achieve anything. They they can't teach each other anything. It's just, it's just not worth it. And I think that I faced this in the earlier part of my 20s because I didn't understand much about myself, let alone to try and cohabit with somebody else and try to understand them. You know, how, 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 can, <laughs> how does that even work? So over the years, I've listened to a lot of self-development audiobooks and also I've worked on just building myself up um, like physically to you know build myself on the exterior and interior so that I'm just a, a solid person you know just just like if anything comes my way I'm not I'm not a superhero I'm definitely not bulletproof but I'm a lot more bulletproof in comparison to a lot of other people next question tips for teenage trainers teenage trainers okay cool 
I think it's just important to continue learning, keep learning. And I would say for any trainer to try to be different. Now you can do your level two and level three and become a personal trainer within a couple of weeks. <laughs> I know that's the in thing now. Everybody wants to be a personal trainer. Once they see someone online who's got a six pack and they seem to be, I don't know, driving a nice car, people think, oh, nice. Their social media looks good. I want to be like them. Let me be a personal trainer. It doesn't quite work like that. But anyway, if personal training is your thing, then awesome. Now, what I would say is you want to be able to practice what you are preaching and you want to always make sure that you're learning something new. Don't just be the person who looks good and is able to show people how to improve their body composition, but you want to actually learn how you can change people's lives because ultimately that is what they want. Also look into things like NLP, you know, neuro-linguistic programming. Understanding humans and how they operate is very helpful to gaining results from them. And uh, become a nutritional therapist. Um, you know, you get to learn the basics of nutrition in your personal training course, but get more in depth with nutrition so that you can give a more robust information for your client. Perhaps look into specializing in certain things, but also having a wide angle lens on your approach to health. Next question, how do you maintain off season? How do you maintain? Um, well, to be honest, I don't have an off season. Everything is on. I, I just make sure that everything is on point. My goal in fitness is to maintain a fit and healthy lifestyle. You know, there's certain days where I would probably take my foot off the pedal, but it's still calculated. You know, if I have days where I'm going to have some sin food, then I still, it's still calculated. I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm going to relax on this occasion, but then I'll get back on point. I feel it's pretty good to use that as a moment to reset your mind, reset your body, and then uh, come back in full force. Like a whole season of <laughs> like just being off, it just doesn't work for me, to be honest with you. My life is important to me and um, I have to maintain on all the time. You know, I think this whole old school off-season approach is not good in the long term and um, you know I know people do that for the bodybuilding stage but I, I seriously think it's all wrong where people are just eating a whole lot of junk and uh, you know it's it's going to affect everything their, their circadian rhythm their uh, metabolic function their hormones uh, their sleep um, just everything. So I don't think that there is any need to do that at all. Next question, how much do you weigh? Okay, so I weighed myself this morning and what was I? <laughs> I can't remember now. I was 104.7 kilos. So I've actually put on, yeah, about two kilos recently. Um yeah, maybe I'm not burning as much as I'm consuming. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's that's what it is. 
To be honest with you, um, I, I don't mind. I don't mind that. I know, I know I can get rid of that. I haven't been training as frequent because I've been spending a bit more time on um, admin. But although I've put on probably a little bit of body fat, I've still been heavily focusing on my health on a on a cellular level. So I'm focusing on brain health, using light therapy, um, also using my red light therapy, working on cellular health, um, collagen, um, bone ligaments and uh, tendon strength and health. Also, I'm doing lots of sauna stuff. So I'm uh, detoxing, getting rid of any kind of heavy metals that I might have accumulated in certain foods. Um, yeah, just working very much on just cleansing and almost rejuvenation in a sense because I've been training for so long over the years and even when I've done an age test, it showed that um, it wasn't too good apparently on one of the age tests anyway. So I thought to myself, let me just spend a bit more time focusing on maybe breathing exercises, um, more higher quality sleep. Um, you know, I've, I've just I've changed a lot of stuff in my house as opposed to what I'm achieving from just resistance training and body fat. Now, I might have put on a bit of taken. Yeah, sorry, I, I may have increased my visceral fat i'm not too sure i haven't done a dexa scan to find out but um yeah <laughs> i'm 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 definitely able to keep on top of it you know um yeah so hopefully that wasn't too much of a long-winded answer for the body fat <laughs> okay next question how you in shape 365 days like how <laughs> LOL, my gym still closed here. Well, I don't need a gym to be in shape. I've got lots of weights in my garden. I also do focus a lot on the food which I eat. And as I just said in a previous question, I have put on a little bit of body fat, but it's almost like I've taken my foot off the pedal just a little bit, but I know I'm still within a nice healthy bound. Um yeah to be honest looking good is a beautiful thing i love it like ever since childhood it was something that i dreamed of as well as achieving optimal health one of the things i loved was looking in the mirror mirror and feeling great about the way i looked and it's always been that looked in the mirror brilliant love it let me keep working keep working and you know when you get lots of compliments, it's a nice feeling as well. And sometimes just because of the way you look, <laughs> you can get so much good stuff in life. It's like it, it reflects a lot about you. And I very much appreciate the respect I get because of the way I look. So, you know, it's, it's another encouragement. And you know, I don't want to take a photo of myself, put it on social media, and I look out of shape. For me, it just, I don't know, I just can't do it. And I see, I know a lot of people do it. They post images and they're like, yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back on top of it and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, I don't want to ever be in that position where it shows I've let myself go because I don't let myself go. 
Like, you know, I have moments where I'll relax, but I still, for me, it's like losing respect for myself. That's the way I see it. Now, I know people will see it differently for themselves, and I respect that. That is their choice. That is their view on it. Now, when it comes to my body, I prefer if I am in good shape and I could look in the mirror and feel happy with what I'm looking at. And yeah, so everything I do kind of complements that, like, the, you know, the, 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 the food that I eat, the biohacks that I do, the mindset that I have, it's all healthy. And my body represents what's going on in my head and the things that I feed it. And if it falls apart, then for me, it's a way of saying I don't respect myself anymore. Okay, next question. Which has been your favorite podcast so far of yours? Are there any biohacks that you'd like to try which you haven't yet? Or is there a new device you've got your eye on? Okay, so like a two-part question. Mm, favorite podcast. I don't know if I have a favorite podcast, but I mean, it's like if if... I have interviewed anyone then it's going to be on things that I think are really important <laughs> otherwise I probably wouldn't have spoken to them in the first place so it's <laughs> it's almost like saying okay just pick your favorite child let me know <laughs> um they, they're all interested uh interested interesting and I, I like them all so but if I was to pick a favorite yeah, I don't think I could. But ultimately, if we was to go based on my goals, my goals is longevity, but a healthy longevity. So it's all about understanding certain practices that is going to help me live a healthy, long life. Um, and uh, there's some people that have covered stuff on that, like um, Marek Doyle, um, the best practices for optimal health. I can't remember which uh, episode that was. And then it was, um, you know, I practice intermittent fasting because I know that is also linked to autophagy um, and again, longevity. So with uh, Amanda Swain, that was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> but they were all amazing. They're all about kind of linking to that but I remember there was one with uh, Seamland as well I think the hallmarks of aging and uh, high performance that was pretty good <clears throat> and um, Ryan Carter the fundamentals of healthy living so everything if, if it's like okay if I was to take <laughs> one pill that can that can just like cover everything. These are probably the guys that covered that for me. Whereas the others, they they specialized in certain areas, which were still fantastic. So I can't really say, oh, this is better than another one. They all were amazing. But if it was like, okay, Roger, you need to just pick a podcast and then um, use that to help your life, then it will probably be one of those as they kind of cover a lot of areas if that makes sense so the other part to the question was um, are there any biohacks that you'd like to try which you haven't yet there are a few and i remember reaching out to a company i won't name them 
But I literally just wanted to do a podcast with them. But the, the response I got wasn't exactly as I expected. They were saying, yeah, we need to de- see stats of your podcasts. And also we need to a breakdown of your social media to learn about the demographics and all this sort of stuff. And I just thought, mate, like, really? You know, I've, I've, I've interviewed some, like, really hard to reach people intelligent people and like okay you got a cool brand or whatever you're the the thing that the biohacking equipment which you have is cool but it's not that serious and i don't need to give you any stats i can find people to to bring on my podcast left right and center so i'm not going to give them any airtime to talk about their product but um it was cool it you know it it had a lot to do with combining um, photo biomodulation, red light therapy, um, and also PEMF and uh, light therapy. It was like a combination of of these things, and I thought, wow, this is this is really interesting. I'd like to get a bit more um, like comprehensive information on maybe peer review studies which they have gone through on their device, um, but they just kind of. I don't know, man. They they were just trying to get me to jump jump through hoops. So no biggie. I'm very happy with the biohacks that I have in my house anyway. But there is one company. Uh, I think they're called Nucom. Yeah, N U C A L M. I'm not too sure how to spell it. That could be completely wrong. But they have a device which helps the body to uh, release release. Oh my God! Come on, Roger, speak. Um, reach a GABA state so I think that's like where your body is in a kind of rest and digest mode because in today's day and age with all the stresses and artificial light we tend to be in a a beta state so we're you know it's like we're operating on high frequency most of the time and when that happens sometimes it's um you know, we're just kind of running on overdrive. Now, what they have, they, they have some some kind of device that brings your body into a, a GABA state. So with that, I don't know, it's some kind of patented technology that they have put together and apparently it's helped a lot of people. You know, just, um, it's almost like rewiring of the brain. And I do have a lot of interest when it comes to the brain going out and doing some training for me is second nature i've been doing that forever so when people ask me what keeps me motivated with training it's not motivation i just do it you know like brushing my teeth but when it comes to brain cognition sometimes things just fall out of alignment like i'm not always totally focused sometimes i have brain fog I'm changing the foods which I eat to try to, you know, achieve that optimal mental state. And sometimes I just feel like I'm working in overdrive, trying to get there. And uh, it, it feels like, you know, driving a car um, at high speed, but with your foot on the brake at the same time, you know, uh, you know, you know, getting in a shower um trying to have a shower and drying yourself off at the same time as well you know those (laughs) those kind of analogies that's how i feel with my brain at times so anything which can help me be rested and when i'm ready to work i'm just clear like 
flow state that that there is my optimal you know goal as well as longevity so i've tried different nootropics i won't mention any names but there was a company that sent me some nootropics to check out and then they wanted to discuss a um an affiliate program and man I, I tried it I thought it was cool it was brilliant for the first couple of days but then it just wasn't working anymore and I thought do you know what I don't really want to be associated with something that I don't entirely agree with so um, I need to let them know that <laughs> but you know anything which can help the brain um, I'm still I'm still looking still trying to find things which can you know, I'm not looking for any any kind of artificial stuff to to wire me up. I've actually tried one of those uh, attention deficit disorder tablets, and those get you wired and focused. It's insane, but I know that there's going to be a, a kind of like a downside to it if you use it on a regular basis. And I found myself, I was like, wow, this is what I've been trying to achieve for years and thought that I just I can't keep taking this because I you know I read about it and apparently they can be quite addictive I think there's certain names like um, Ritalin um, and I think there's more of a natural thing called modafinil um, yeah but anything kind of brain health related or like cognitive high speed that's the sort of thing that I'm really interested in so I'm still looking I don't have any particular brand which I'm saying that I've got my eye on right now um, but a couple of companies which have really helped me in that area are there's BrainTap which I'm currently using it's uh, it's like they use binaural beats which even just that alone I think I discovered binaural beats about two three years ago uh, when another company um, hit me up called um, what are they called? Uh, in, in, intuition? Oh man, can't remember the name. Sorry about this. But anyway, so BrainTap, they do, they have this uh, headset with a visor and the headset gives these uh, binaural beat sounds and uh, guided vi visualization. Um, this thing called isochronic tones, um, which I don't know, works with the bin binaural beats. And um, yeah, it's all to do with like waves in the brain. Just knowing how your brain's natural uh, waves work and slowly creating a certain um, certain movement in the brain, just getting you to think a certain way. I remember the first time I used it, I thought it was pretty amazing. It actually put me to sleep, you know, because it takes you from beta state, which is like... Um, how you'd probably feel during the day when you have lots of blue light in the air. And then, um, I can't remember the other states, beta, and then there's uh, one in between, and then took me through to theta and then delta. So during the day when I put it on, I fell asleep. I was like, wow, but I was already rested. I already had great sleep, but I put this thing on and it was taking me through all these states, just through the lights flashing in my eyes. Um, it put me to sleep and um, it, it almost like a, had this kind of 
encoding process where you wake up and it's like the matrix where they've planted this thing in your brain and all of a sudden it's like I know Kung Fu <laughs> pretty amazing so anything like that I'm, I'm all about that I am all about that brain tap and uh, what is the other one you know what I can't actually remember but um, yeah if I if I do remember I will probably write it in the show notes but I will put brain tap there as, as well as all the other stuff that I've already spoken about but uh, yeah <laughs> hopefully I have answered the questions which you uh, needed the answer to <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> wow what happened <clears throat> okay so next question is how can I build stronger triceps thank you and blessings stronger triceps okay so with most body parts really it's just a case of exhausting it like the whole idea when it comes to building muscle you're trying to break it down like cause it stress and break it down and these micro tears are going to respond by trying to evolve in the situation it's like okay this is a strenuous situation we need to build resilience so that we are not struggling in the future so in response your body builds new muscle so that it can now deal with this load that you have given it and that's with every body part in all fairness with triceps it, it, it can be anything like you can do what i found worked is doing lots of supersets so I might do some um, narrow grip bench press with some kickbacks, for instance, supersetting them both together. Um, and yeah, and that's one way of exhausting it. You can perhaps do like slow eccentrics to create a lot more tension on the muscle. You could do some um, some isometric moves, so creating like like rest pauses. Um, and, and slowing the exercise down by just pausing for a moment, creating more tension, um, doing some pulses between the exercises. So you might do a, a, a slow negative, but then you might pulse at the bottom of the narrow grip bench press and just like really fatiguing the muscle before you push it back up. So that's another way. Um, drop sets as well so you know you can start off at a certain amount of repetitions and then you could just like drop uh, the weight and increase the reps or um, you could do it the other way around where you uh, increase the weight and uh, do less reps but um, wh whatever way is going to fatigue the muscle that's the goal so there's no set okay you must do this because one way might be easier for you than it is for someone else. So if, if it is easier, then change it and do something else which you don't like. You know, I, I tend to do that. Like when I go to the gym, I'll be like, okay, what's going to be very nasty for me today? <laughs> um, yeah, just keep switching it up, keep changing. And I think that's one of the things that I've put in my ebooks, really. The type of exercises that I put there, some of them might not be the traditional, okay, do it this way. I'm just like switching it up. I'm thinking, all right, what has worked for me and what has worked for my clients? And that is 
surprising the muscle. The moment you are not surprised, then yeah, it's not really gonna work anymore. Okay, so next question. Bro, you take pics every day? <laughs> no, I do a social media post every day, but I don't take pics every day. So when you have social media and it's like something you use every day, it's important to make sure you have consistency in your posts, just like with your training. And you know, on one particular training session where I'm in the gym, I might might take several photos. Or if I am at a location doing a photo shoot, then I'll obviously take several photos there. I don't go there and just take one picture. So, you know, I'll post one picture one day and I'll have perhaps a, um, a concept for each day and the photo is going to be different. But you know, you'll see different photos pop up which look quite similar. So I'll post them at different times. Next question. Okay, weight loss tips for women. Cool. Okay, so weight loss. Basically, you mean fat loss. <laughs> it is a pet peeve when people say weight loss when it is actually fat that they want to lose. Anyhow, I think what's important to understand are the differences between male and female. <laughs> Besides the obvious, uh, such as genitals, um, you know, men are more likely to have lean mass. You know, this is for the purpose of, uh, well, reproduction, in all fairness. You know, a, a woman needs to have more estrogen. Uh, for, the, for the benefit of having a baby. No, not that every woman wants to have a baby, but biologically, that's all it cares about. So what tends to happen is men has more lean mass and women have more fat mass than men. Men are more likely to accumulate adipose tissue around the trunk, so around their kind of, you know, abdomen area. And women usually accumulate adipose adipose tissue around the hips and the thighs. So when it comes to dealing with a diet with women, I think a lot of the things which women need to take into account is the actual menstrual cycle. You have ladies who don't have one and they need to think about, in some cases, they need to think about uh, hormone replacement, replacement therapy. And the women who have a menstrual cycle, it's going to influence your calorific intake or more, more specifically food cravings. But on the other hand, calorific restrictions seems to increase, man, cognitive restraint. So it would affect the way you think. And in fact, closer towards I don't know about maybe a week before when your when your period is due it's actually said that you probably need to increase the amount which you're eating now when I say that I don't mean like going overboard crazy but just e increasing ever so slightly this will actually help to balance your hormones so when when your your cycle starts um, everything is just balanced so you might even need to increase the amount of salt 
but I wouldn't be able to give you measurements on that exactly. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be doing a podcast on salt alone because that in itself is pretty amazing. But um, increasing the amount of food which you eat about a week prior to your cycle and then afterwards, your hormones would be more balanced once it is complete and fat loss would actually be a lot better. Women who do calorie restricted diets um, on a continual basis without allowing their hormones to get balanced, everything kind of gets thrown out of balance in all fairness. So this will most likely affect their mood uh, much more than how it would affect a man. And um, you know, it's, it's become a popular trait of intermittent fasting, which is very useful for um, narrowing your window, your eating window. However, for a woman, she will not be able to do it as stringent as a man. And I think it's still in question as to how much of a eating window a woman can narrow her eating. <laughs> so I think a safe a safe window would be a 12-12. So she would fast for 12 hours <clears throat> and eat within a 12-hour window. Um, potentially a 16-8, but don't quote me on that. I'm unsure. I think there's still research which is yet to be found in that. Any less, and I think it could create issues for a woman. So um, yeah, I think that's all I can say on that for now because... I think everything else is going to be on a uh, individual basis, you know, just making sure, just like a man, just looking at the foods which you are eating, uh, making sure that it doesn't contain too much sugars or, it, or if any sugars, like removing sugars and um, hydrogenated fats. You don't want to be eating too late. Um, hormonal imbalances, so looking at your circadian rhythm, maybe having blue light blockers or some red light in the house in the evening. Um, things which balance your hormones is 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 really important to make sure um, your fat loss is on point. Um, yeah, that's all I can say on that one for now. Okay, and uh, it looks like the final question. And the question is, at what moment did I should become an absolute I must oh wow okay at what moment at what moment I should to I must I think a lot of the things that has happened in my life has I don't know kind of pushed me in another direction whether it was something beyond my control or whether it was manufactured by myself but uh, when it came to the I must it was probably because all right so it started off with maybe certain things happening in my life that was beyond my control such as when I was living with my dad and uh, was going through through an, an abusive life hanging around with uh, crooks for friends and then um, you know deciding to change my life you know ran away from home and um, I started to do new things. And one of the things that worked for me were, were um, 
audio books, just learning. I, I felt like I needed to recondition my mind. I needed to learn new things. And um, yeah, because when you live in a certain type of environment, when you're around a certain type of people, your your process of doing things are not exactly as you want your future to be. So you might find yourself hanging around with people just, I don't know, just doing stupid stuff like maybe watching uh, TV on a regular basis. You might get hooked up in drugs or whatever, just doing things that is just killing your life and just wasting your time. Now, when I decided to change my life, I was reading a lot and listening to lots of audiobooks. And I remember going through some of my old audiobooks thinking, all right, maybe I need to refresh my mind on things that I've already learned. And sorry about that noise. There's a, a bike outside, I think. So um, when I was trying to refresh my mind on things that I'd already learned, I then realized that I'd listened to audiobooks or read books and I knew these things, but I didn't actually do anything about it. That's until I realized that you can learn so many things and do nothing. Have you, have you come across people who give you so much advice, so much great advice, and you're like, wow, thank you so much. And then you look at their life and realize that they have done none of it themselves. Well, I was one of those people. Like, you know, although I greatly improved my life, there was many things that I knew, but I wasn't really doing anything about. So I just took it upon myself that if I get a book to teach me uh, maybe something in business or self-development, that I was going to act now. So it's not just learning it. There's, there's an expression for that, isn't it? Um, it's not um it's not uh i don't know some people see it as uh, thoughts become things but that's not entirely true you know uh, thoughts with applied action becomes things you know because you know we think about so many things and sometimes it's a case of do you know what that would be a good idea yeah i should do that but you know we end up doing nothing so when i get a book i'm like all right I'm only going to read this book or I'm only going to listen to this book if I'm going to do something about it. And that is it. I, I don't I don't do things by halves anymore unless I know I'm going to take the next step. Then I don't bother just hovering around. It is, it's like it almost depletes my energy because I'm I'm like half stepping with the thought that I might do something in the future when that's there's no solid foundation to that it's it's almost like a a flimsy promise to myself so now yeah i think i think that's it really i don't think there was a particular day when that happened but i think i just kind of took self inventory and um watched myself and thought okay how far have i come what have i done okay i've done a lot of things but why were things not quicker that's until I realized that I was just giving myself excuses to not push harder. And I realized I was learning so many things, but I wasn't doing anything. So what is the point in learning these things if you're not going to do anything? I hope that answered your question. 
Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome. But some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.